Hello and welcome to Broken Book. Right, wait, there's a fan in the room. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I've been fanning out all day. <laughs> a bit of an outtake, son. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could have. You probably should have said that last week, Nick. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I've got the giggles now. Nice. <clears throat> oh, man. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, you are listening to Broken But Glorious. Hulk Hogan, Hollywood officer, whatever they call you, I'm coming after you, you coward. Hello and welcome to Broken But Glorious, I'm Chris Lapp and I'm delighted to be joined by Wildcat Nick Thavey. Good evening. And free time wrestling author Oliver Newman. Good evening everybody. Yeah, how you doing this evening lads? Yeah, all good here, thanks Chris, how are you? Sorry Nick. That's alright, I'm delighted because Love Island started up again. Violence sucks. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't, I don't, the girl, all the girls in work like it and I just don't see what the big deal is. I absolutely love it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm aware we may have just lost 20,000 followers for that. <laughs> no, I don't get it. I hate, I hate all reality TV. So, so. So, um, yeah. I cross over to Total Divas and Total Ballers. Or is it okay to watch it because it's wrestling related? Uh, as bad, if not worse, because they make they, they make John Cena and Daniel Bryan being them, and they look miserable. What about Britain's Got Talent? Because um, that uh, that that long term storytelling by um, by X um, by uh, was fantastic on Sunday night. Yes, that, that was bit, that was wrestling related to an extent. To an or extent, or just, someone, or just someone who can storyline tell better than WWE. Boom, boom. I, 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 well, yeah, all the people I thought he was going to be, it wasn't him. So. I know, it did remind me of like a reveal from like, like when you watch like a WWE or site type thing. And uh, yeah, he was probably one of the last ones on my list. I thought it was just going to be, um, I don't know. <laughs> like when DDP was revealed as the Undertaker's wife, Stalker. <laughs> Kevin Nash Kevin Nash was the one who texted himself <laughs> <laughs> to wreck what well, to wreck what was going to be one of the best storylines but no let's not get into that <laughs> we've already done that Nick that was the money in the bank show and yeah if you want to hear more about that please go back and check that out <laughs> fantastic fantastic book that was that was top notch Alright, so we've got a few bits of news before we get into the NXT TakeOver 25. So um, I hope you enjoyed our interview with Wrestling 4 promoter Alex Tolbert. Very interesting guy. It's a great cause. It's for um, Wrestling 4 Young, Young Lives Against Cancer this Friday. Go check that out. There's also MLW's Fury Road this weekend. And, um, did either of you watch it? No, sir. No, it's, it's been been shown on uh, Freeport tonight, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, that, but, but to be fair, I've still got to catch up with um, Battle Royale. Yeah. That new one. Battle Royale. Yeah, I've got to watch that first. I can give you my quick thoughts on it because I watched it during my lunch today. So, and Greeno Loco defeated Myron Reed, who, who's going to be on the show next week. Finally, been a bit. Nice plug. Yep. Um, via a spinning tombstone. It was a very good opening match. Um, it's a bit disjointed in, in places, but it was a very fun, flippy, lucha match. Um, Reed was doing some great heel work, and lucha L- Loco picked up some a big win. Um, Alexander Hammerstone defeated Brian Pillman Jr. following the Nightmare Pendulum to become the first national openweight champion. I think um, Hammerstone was winning this was the right call. Um, it gives the dynasty bragging rights over the Hart Foundation going forward. 
Yeah, it's a pretty good match. Pillman showed some great babyface work, and Hammerstone came off looking like a star. Um, in the main event, um, Teddy Hart retained his world middleweight title against Jimmy Havoc. Um, the end of the match came, and Hart countered the acid rainmaker into a destroyer, then hit um, an hammer, hammerlock DDT onto a chair. Um, it was a really good, fun main event, and a good mixture of styles. And some hardcore elements, including Havoc's horrible, famous paper cut spots. Oh, so that was good to watch while you eat your dinner. <laughs> then post match, the dynasty attacked Hart, and then the Hart Foundation made the save, and they all brawled to the close of the show. Excellent hour of wrestling. I don't think any of the matches went over 10 minutes, so if you just want to go watch some, some great wrestling, no rest spots, just action for. Eight ten minutes of matches, and, it's <coughs> and another other news. Uh, Nick, you want to talk, <laughs> you want to talk about John Moxley shooting on WWE? Yeah, well, obviously, um, it's been what about a week now since it came out. Yeah, we heard when he when he came out and uh, said obviously all those comments. But yeah, just um, obviously very interested. I know some people might have uh, myself probably to go. Well, he's just saying what we all kind of know and what that is sort of and what we think the wrestlers thinking. Yeah. Um, so, <clears throat> but no, very interesting points and some quite alarming points there in there. Um, and again, I think it's just some um, some just some, some really extra, some extraordinary comments really about him saying that he would have left WWE wouldn't have, even if there was no promotions left to go to. Yeah, he would have still that. left. Um, which is, as I say, quite remarkable, those comments. Um, but again, I suppose it does just feel that the, the, no matter what, it's, it also does feel me a bit of delight that no matter how much money WWE can offer someone, that wrestling does mean that much to them and how much their characters mean about how much they don't want to do stuff. And, and they, they're willing to sort of sacrifice their careers to that, which I think is great. And we've obviously got a fantastic company what we hope is going to be a fantastic company after a great debut show in AEW. It'll be again. It would just be interesting to see how many wrestlers do make the uh, the jump over potentially over the upcoming uh, sort of year or so. Yeah, he said there's a, there's a bit where he's went. Um, he used to give then McMahon the benefit of the doubt, but um, because of what he'd done for the wrestling business. But in 2019, Vince doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. It's a great quote. <laughs> well, that's that's it. That's it. I think that's sort of nail on the head, really, isn't it? Mm. Um, apparently, just stuff like um, Dean Ambrose sort of just sort of said when he had to go into, and I think he obviously wanted to. I think Ambrose was actually the one about Roman Reigns saying about you've got a comment to say um, about obviously his battle um, with with Lukeema. I think Ambrose even was saying you will lose sponsorships for this. He was like, I just have, can't. Have you, have you read that? What I supposedly said. It'll be interesting. I mean, I can't. It's pretty. It's pretty better things to talk about rather than speculate what no, comment it, it would have been. But. No, um, um, Squid Circle have released apparently what it's meant. To, it was. Oh yeah, what was that? It says <clears throat> so. It's meant to be. I don't know who's more of a dead man walking, Seth Rollins or Roman Reigns. Only difference is I'm going to kill Seth, and God is going to kill Roman. Yeah. Well. Thank God that was never said. Yes, that's why he refused yeah, to that, that could have been a bit awkward, um, to say the least. But no, just very interesting. As I say, it was quite interesting to see some of those comments that came out of the, the shoot. And um, as I say, just nice to hear someone's passion. It's just nice to hear, obviously, John's, John Moxie's passion for, for obviously what he believes in. And as I say, hopefully he's in a happier place now with, in AEW. He does sound it, is from the, the little bit of the interview I listened to. He just, he just seems like he's got his passion back for it. And he said, he's, there's a bit where he said he used to love watching old wrestling with Cody back in the day while still getting ready, so he can do that again now, and stuff like that. So, yeah, exactly. And he said WWE sapped the wrestling fan out of him, and he just, he just now he's out, he just loves wrestling again. So, so <laughs> it's just in a short time, so. I just wish that that um, CM Punk was the same way as John Moxley, but it kind of seeped out all of the passion that he had, and obviously went to, to MMA as opposed to 
going to like New Japan or whatever mm-hmm. after leaving WWE. That would have been a better thing to do um, for the rest of the fans in us. But uh, yeah, he, uh, he what he was saying and stuff, it was like quite shocking. Um, and then, like we said, he, he was off injured and and he's like, well, and then all of a sudden he's leaving the company. And yeah, uh, and then obviously he's going to be in New Japan as well. He's going to be uh, going one-on-one with Juice Robinson for the uh, the US title, I think it is, yeah. at the, either tonight or tomorrow, um, depending on time zones. I think it's tomorrow, isn't it? The, uh, the final of the best of the Super Juniors in New Japan. So, yeah, should be interesting. That'll be the first the first time we see him post WWE wrestling. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how he gets on with that, really, because obviously, yeah, it's it's a whole different ball game, and yeah, we'll see exactly what he's got. Japanese wrestling star. Uh, I don't want to get this guy's name wrong. Uh, at Sushi Aoki has passed away. He was in a motorcycle accident. Oh. Um, Is that yeah. I read this. He's only 41, wasn't he? Yeah, only 41. Had his career in pro wrestling Noah, and at the time of death, he was the All Japan Pro Wrestling World Junior Heavyweight Champion. Wow. And that's been vacated. So oh. He's, he, I think he's one of those wrestlers that I, I knew about. I think he was on the European Navigation Tour in 2008 mm-hmm. in Sky, Sky Dome Coventry. And he's been like the, uh, the Pro Wrestling Noah Tag Title League and, and things of that nature. I think from looking at um, Kenta's Instagram page, that they were uh, pro wrestling Noah GHC Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. Yeah. So he's had a, a historical story career. And it's a shame that he's he's passed away at such a young age. Yeah. So a lot of thoughts go out to his friends and family. So, so. sad news. So. This is the biggest this guy in British wrestling. Big Guns Joe. You're listening. It's a broken but glorious. Weebs. Alright, so um, t- NXT TakeOver 25. Um, can we mention the announcement of NXT UK TakeOver Cardiff? Um, yeah. You were excited about this announcement? So. Yeah, no, really. Um, I mean, it's um, pretty good silent for wrestling neutrals. So you can watch that in the morning, the evening, and then uh, obviously watch your, 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 your um, all out after so that's 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 and at the same time, Nick, uh, New Japan Royal Quest is taking place in London. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, it's that day, isn't it? I was thinking about going. Yeah. Well, well you got spoiled for choice then if you want to do some wrestling. Yeah. It's, about, it's about two and a half thousand tickets left for the New Japan show if you want to get one. Did you see that? I don't know if you saw online that they had, WWE had a spy look into the uh, tickets being sold yeah. from like one. Um, website and it's like 2,500 tickets yeah. and then another website sold over 7,000 tickets so they thought they could do a takeover on the same day and take then obviously take the fans off New Japan and at, on, at the same time there's going to be a Wales rugby match Wales so the prices of hotels and stuff in Wales are going to be obscenely expensive that's yeah. Well, I went to Cardiff, Brighton, uh, last season. We did we did an overnight stay, and um, yeah, the Airbnb price was was pretty high. And we sort of uh, we didn't actually know none of us, me and my friends, aren't really rugby fans. So um, mm. yeah, but it did make a deal. They got our taxi drivers telling what Uber driver was telling us that it makes a a huge difference when Wales are playing the rugby because obviously it's their national sport. It's always going to be a guaranteed sellout stadium. So yeah. Uh, if you are planning on going down there for the making a weekend out of it, which would be the first thing that popped into my mind if I was to go and watch NXT UK, 
of being home nights today, but it's getting priced out of it. So. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard even yeah. cheapest rooms are over £100 at night because of the rugby. Well, certainly also there's football, football back on there as well, so obviously that would yeah. also play a factor because fans like myself, there's a big game on for your clubs, so you obviously want to watch that potentially. Um, it's well, if you're turning away from Brighton, you could open your neck. So. Well, pretty much, yeah. I mean, if it's an away game against, um, I don't know, someone up, someone, someone like Man United or Man City, they're guaranteed to lose. That I don't tend to. I'm going to try and cut down on them once next season because <laughs> I've sort of done all, done all the big grounds. Um, but but no, even so, it's still yeah, it's still in football season, so that could be another factor to stop people from going. So I was, I was kind of hoping, because I kind of knew it would be a takeover announcement, but I kind of hoped that I would be Birmingham or Manchester so I could possibly attend. So, we can only hope for future ones. So, um, well, they've got no, I mean, they'll do because they've done Blackpool made sense in the first one. Cause yeah. Because that's where they first started. Cardiff now, and then, yeah, I guess they can find their way around the country sort of thing. So, and I think it's good that it's not going to, usually when you have like a rural smack that comes over, you know, it's going to be. I mean, where they've done them, it's usually London or Manchester, isn't it? Um, yeah. They have done it in Birmingham, though. Um, there, was a, there was a video when uh, Big Daddy V was on a date with Trish Stratus, and that took place in the Brass House in Birmingham <laughs> on Broad Street. So, oh, um, <laughs> yeah, they've, they've, they've done Raws and, and Smackdowns live um, in Birmingham on occasion. But it is, like you said, Nick. It is, like you said, Nick, it, mostly Manchester and London because of the MEN and the uh, O2 and, um, yeah, the Wembley Arena and stuff. Well, it'll be interesting to see what they, uh, what they obviously do go for the, um, for the for the next ones. But, yeah, no, overall it'll be a good... I, I haven't watched too much of NXT UK, mm. I'll be honest. But, um, no, it'll be good, good to have them and have a takeover. Yeah, is there, a, is there a one match you hope to see on the card? Dragonoff's just um, debuted. Oh, is he, he's already debuted, has he? Yeah. Yeah, maybe um, Dragonoff versus Walter for the belt. Mm-hmm, yeah. Walter so, versus Pete on the rematch. Well, they did that last week. So. I know, but cause, because much like Nick, there's not enough hours in the day to watch all the TV. WWE and other promotions create so um, yeah I'd go with a, a takeover and that would be the rematch uh, main event yeah, right? they're, they're doing a Fatal 4 number one contenders match tomorrow or next week I can't remember so, yeah, and when you talk about all the places that they you know they can go to and stuff they've been touring around uh, doing the TV tapings haven't they so yeah I'm sure when it comes to takeovers, every everywhere that gives them a good crowd will get an opportunity at um, being a takeover in the future, I think. Yeah. So. Cool. So, <clears throat> should we go on to the main card of Takeover 25? So, the card kicked off with Matt Riddle defeating Roderick Strong. Um, this is a great hard-hitting, high-spirited match to start the pay-per-view. It was brilliant to open it, I thought. Great pace. Fantastic opener, fantastic opener. Yeah, I'll tell you what, that's the best match I've seen from Roderick Strong in, uh, in WWE, in my opinion. It's the best uh, match he's had for a while. So. Oh, it's brilliant. No, it's, it was, it was, yeah, I mean, I, I always say, I seem to say this for every NXT takeover. Oh, that's that just probably going to be match of the night. And then, yeah, <laughs> actually, the card gets better and better as it goes on. But like, it was a fantastic opener to show. And I think with any. Any, any WWE or any promotion show when you start off like a, a show you have to start off strong in my opinion it's just it's almost criminal if you don't or it's 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 it makes just makes the show go from strength to strength which it did it was a brilliant match um, and as I say Roderick Strong whilst Matt Riddle we all know he's got excellent talent um, I think Roderick Strong really really came out of this looking brilliant that he can even battle battle on his own mm-hmm. um as I said, I've always I've always enjoyed his work in NXT. Roderick Strong, I liked his, I liked, I loved his turn. Well, loved his turn on Pete Dunne. Really enjoyed joining the undisputed era, but he also proved that he can have great matches. And um, what kind of worries me of how good this match was, and, and what we've seen over sort of the last sort of few months, I'm worried they're going to 
not that it would be the end of the world, but I was kind of wondering so kind of as a, as a big as to the main roster altogether. But I reckon it might go lead to Adam Cole versus Roger Strong match potentially somewhere down the line. Well, they seem to be going that way, and then he kind of just dropped that storyline, didn't they? So recently, it was it was a great match and great opening to the show. And, yeah. Um, and again, I think it just proves one that Matt Riddle's going to go very, very far, but also Roger Strong equally. I think as well, will he, he's certainly still one of the main guys in NXT and one of the best on the roster in NXT. Yeah, um, you know, to, to echo what Nick said, um, this was surprisingly outstanding. In all honesty, I thought that um, obviously I like the story of him attacking Riddle to to get the match and then uh, Riddle, you know, come back and it was like tagging with Gargano against Carlo Riley and Bobby Fish and then this match started the card. Uh, that was on the XT TV. Mm-hmm. And then this match started the card and I was like, whoa, this is this is something else. And and obviously they, they were like grappling in the beginning and then strikes and, and it just got better and better. And I was like, this is a, an outstanding match. You talk about match tonight, this is, this might be a sleeper for, for one of the matches of, um, of the year so far, really, for the time frame and, and what they put into it. Um, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Do you see this riddle, riddle probably go into now the, the, the world title scene and then maybe strong into the US title scene? Based on his performance, uh, the North American title, you mean? Yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, he's already had a match with that, hasn't he? Who? Riddle. No, I said the Riddle goes into the world title scene. Oh, oh I see. Sorry, I think. Strong, strong goes um, North American. Yeah, I, I thought the brand split was going to NXT then. I mean, <laughs> you know, this uh, wild card rule can uh, involve anyone then. I thought you had the inside scoop then, Chris, for a second. I always, I always um, call it the US title. I just can't get North yeah. American title in my head. No, no, it's fine. Um, um, but yeah, you could you could put Riddle against the winner of Cole versus Gargano, but then there's the possibility of Gargano and Cole free. Yeah. So. Um, would you want? Yeah. Would you then, want that as? And then with with regards to Strong. Uh, completely agree with Nick. Um, I loved his turn on Pete Dunn. Uh, I thought that was fantastic. And this is the best he's looked in NXT. Yeah. So if, if you're looking for a, a new contender for either uh, Valentine Dream or Tyler Breeze, um, then yeah, Roderick Strong could easily uh, go into that. And, and you know, um, the Undisputed Era could possibly go against tag team champions or whatever and then you've got an opportunity where what Adam Cole said at the beginning of the year about Undisputed Era holding all the titles they, mm-hmm. they could actually do it again even though they seem to be off kilter yeah that's my that's my predictions at the end of the next one in August next day they'll, they'll all hold, uh, hold the belts after the next takeover that's my We've still got four matches to review, lads. Yep. <laughs> That's what I'm not trying to, I'm trying not to spoil anything. That's why I'm saying, you know, the winner of this match without actually knowing, with knowing it, but not wanting to tell anyone. I'm I thought sure. I did a good job. I'm sure everybody who's listened to this has watched the show. I'm sure they don't listen to us to hear the results. <laughs> so. Don't, don't tell us short, Chris. <laughs> Alright, so next. Next match, uh, Street Profits won the tag t- the vacant tag team titles in a brilliant ladder match. It's probably, it's probably my favourite match of the show against them, um, yeah. L- Loken and Birch, the Forgotten Sons, and the Undisputed Era. Yeah, this was a brilliant match again, in all honesty. Uh, everyone got the chance to shine. Uh, Carla Riley is a superman. Uh, some of the. Some of the, the, bump, the, the bumps him and um, Bobby were taking. I was oh. Yeah, oh. when he got he got power on the ladder, didn't he? Like the the actual um, steel side of it and stuff, yeah. and that was out. Yeah, that was pretty rough. It was quite uh, innovative with the, the offense as well in this match. Some the main roster ladder matches get become quite samey, but there was just there was lots of new stuff in this match which I loved. So. Yeah, it, it was 
just it was all action. It was um, highly risky. Um, great kind of near ladder climbs and stuff. Um, and and in all honesty, they've built up the street prop. This was their debut takeover match. Yeah, I'm surprised see. when he said that. Yeah, I, I was too. But then you could see on the next TTV. Uh, if you guys saw it the week before, if you look at the amount of cups there, like signature yeah. prop mm-hmm. that the fans had in the arena, that's why I kind of went for the street profits to win the match. Yeah, uh, The Forgotten Sons look fantastic. Um, uh, people have said online about Riker coming in. I thought that added to the match. Yeah, really I was going to ask about that because I've heard some people saying it hurt the momentum of the match, but I love that bit. And it made yeah, him look like a monster. It, it, it so. was like, I heard, I heard a story that um, Triple H told Riker when he, before he went out saying, you're the Terminator, you can get knocked down, but just keep getting back up. So that's why it took six. <laughs> that's why they, got, they actually had battered him. It took six of them to take him down in the end. It was just like, yeah. So that, well, I, I just thought in general, it's, it, it, even if they had won the match by quote-unquote cheating, I would have been okay with the Forgotten Sons running mm. it because they, they were really good. Um, do you think they're the, going for a um, Forgotten Sons um, Undisputed Era feud for the next couple of months? That's the vibe I got coming out of this match. Um, I don't know, because who's going to feud with the the Street Profits? The winner of that feud. That, huh, the winner of that feud, <laughs> okay. Well, what are they going to do in between? <laughs> because Lorcan's on uh, 205 Live, isn't he? Yeah. So, um, I think it'll be the Street Profits versus uh, the, the Forgotten Sons, in all honesty. Uh, those are the two teams that really shocked me in this match. Mm. Um, maybe with the Undisputed Era, maybe it'll be a triple threat match next time. I'm not quite sure what they're going to do with Danny Birch, unless Oni Lorkin is still part of the, the main roster and stuff. But, uh, yeah, this could have been the Street Profits or the Forgotten Sons. Um, or it could have been any of the four teams, in all honesty. I thought they all performed really well. And, yeah, when when it comes to like, the Twitter polls and stuff, and you've got to come up with four matches, uh, <laughs> or, or four options, and the third option is like other, yeah. this card made me think, well, sorry, this show was like, which one do I leave out? <laughs> so, in, so in the end, I couldn't do a poll. Um, it's, it was in, incredible. Uh, really, really good tag team ladder match. Yeah, well, before the match started, I forgot two things about this. This is how this was the match I was pretty least sort of even knew about going into the takeover, and I forgot two important concepts of the match: the ladders themselves and yeah. street <laughs> profits. <laughs> and street profits. So, um, but no, it was it was my match tonight. I, um, I think when any ladder match is always going to be entertaining, but I think this is why I love wrestling with these types of matches. It was all brilliant. It was fun. And, Every single man that came out looking strong in some capacity, which I think is brilliant. And it's also a very, I think with WWE, you can even learn about this from the main roster. Obviously, we said that pretty well after every takeover. But we know their tag team, the tag team divisions are a bit of a mess at the moment. This is just such a simple way you can build up the tag team division again. If they say, I don't know, Extreme Rules is a good example because that's obviously where weapons are used. You can use a ladder match or something like the ladder or SmackDown titles. And it's just a simple way to bring back to make it relevant again the tag you've got superstars putting their lives on the line and respect to try with the belts you can have the commentators hyping it up so they come up to these belts and someone and I think about five seconds of that could probably just build up the tag team division again yeah, so definitely. I, I really think they should look at this as, a, as an example and go hang on we can make the rules for that tag team relevance again and it'll take what extreme rules let's really go for it and have it make it let's make it one of the matches of the night and have, a, have men sort of as I say fly everywhere and dive through ladders have some awesome spots and as I say it was simply like, I bet you anything after that match it will get people talking about the tag team division again and it will it will just look 
like it actually means something to hold the bells rather than oh, okay well the revival's got it there obviously you know, drop it in a month's time to someone else and then after a month that will go to someone else and, and that one what have you so um, so I think it's just simple like that it can really they can really learn a lot but Street Profits I've not known a huge amount about them but I was really impressed I thought to say that one thing is for sure is all of the touched on they were very over yeah there was a lot of those, those sort of cups when it um, there was a lot of those cups um everywhere in the arena with the props so they're clearly yeah. very over and they weren't half bad in the ring as well um montez ford in particular is a huge star yeah he's, in, he's improved so much over the last year yeah so, and in terms of a, in, in, sorry nick in terms of a tag team title ladder match did you see armageddon 2006 uh, Hardy's versus Eminem. Hardy's Eminem, Paul London, Brian Kendrick, Dave Taylor, and William Regal. Was that with Joe Mercury like when I started? Well, yeah, when he smashed his face open. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. Was yeah. ages ago. That was brutal. That was yeah. Yeah, yeah but that's when you look, yeah, that's what I mean. Regarding in terms of the teams, everyone looking really good. Uh, the British team wouldn't climb the ladder because they were scared. Yeah. Eminem no. uh, M- were obviously uh, what happened to Joe Mercury, unfortunately. The Hardy Boys did like crazy things. London and Kendrick did the same, and everyone came out of this match looking amazing, which is what's just happened on the next takeover. And the point you made about if there was ladder matches, extreme rules, and there was tag teams involved then that's the blueprint they could use either Armageddon 2006 or uh, NXT TakeOver 25 as the, the, the blueprint for a tag team ladder match. Just a simple way of doing about the uh, the judgment seats with what it is to feel, what it's the, the feel to win a tag team titles they can do. But but with the same amount of seats, that's where it's all the talking point is. And um, as I say, well done to Street Profits. And I'm, I'm really just excited to see where they go. Um, I would personally... Yeah, I, w- I would like to see at some point this year all of Undisputed Era hold the belt up. So I think for the next takeover it would be good to have, um, or even at the War Games, to have, um, even at War Games you could do something like when it takes all or something. You could have all the champions versus. Um, Undisputed Era. Well, you could have four and four, and what have you, at War Games with all the belts on the line. Who's holding them at the time? We don't know. It's still a long way to November, um, so you could even do it then. But for, as for the next, oh, yeah, yeah. as for the next takeover, I think um, yeah, I wouldn't, wouldn't mind if it's the Forgotten Sons or if it's um, if it's uh, yeah, the Undisputed Era. Well, the, the Raw and tag team scene's gonna spice up soon because OOP are back soon. So once you've got OOP and whatever the like, the War Machine's called now. Viking Raiders. So once you get them uh, two uh, in, the Raiders are the last star. <laughs> so you got them two, and then you have um, Usos revival uh, and yeah. revival and then Lucha House Party. Lucha House Party, and then you got the chat. Oh, I forgot who the champions were then. Ryder and Hawkins. So you got a basis <laughs> of like, <laughs> you got a basis of decent tag division. They're not actually bad wrestlers. There, but I think all of them are good wrestlers and the whole tag team's fine I don't care who's the champions out of all of them. I don't care if it's Ryder and Hawkins I just want to, I want to see tag wrestlers shaving people that shaving backs off and what have you yeah. um, I want to see good tag team wrestling as, as I mentioned after the AEW review as JR said there's no excuse to have to not have great tag team wrestling yeah definitely yeah yeah Right, so next up, um, Velveteen Dream d- retained his North American Championship against Tyler Breeze. So I thought this match was good overall. It's good to see Tyler back as the um, Prince Pretty gimmick, and he gave uh-huh. the Dream a good fight, and the Dream had to revert to his heel tactics to retain in the end. So, so. Oh. Oh. Sorry, Chris. Uh, well, the, the Dream is just a—he's uh, he's a tweener, isn't he? Yeah. He's, the, the fans love him, and and they're like, Breeze is obviously going toe to toe with him, and then he's got to use you know uh, nefarious tactics to, to win the match, and you know the fans are still kind of with him. So um, yeah, he's he's kind of the guy, the go 
go-to guy, isn't he? Really, um, you can he can have a great match with with anyone. Uh, he's on a hell of a streak in terms of fantastic matches. Riddle, Gargano, uh, Alistair Black. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, he, he's just so so good. So Nick, where do you see Breeze going from this match? I think he's definitely going to hang around in, in NXT. He's, 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 sure. he's been officially moved back to NXT now. So. I think that's just a great. I think that's a great idea, and I think you could even do this with. I think it's quite good using him as a almost a, as a dummy experiment. You could see, okay, what, what, what it, because they haven't done this yet, have they? When they've actually moved people back full time to NXT. No. So I think it's a it's a really good idea to even trial it on someone. It's no disrespect to Tyler Breeze. You can try it, see how it goes, and you never know. A year or so's time, he could be one of the favourites to go back up to the main roster because he's ready to resume his his gimmick on, on the main roster. So I, I do, I do I'm, think I'm his really... gimmick needs a bit tweaking because even though it's only a couple of years since he was in XT, it's it's a bit out of date now. The whole selfie, it's, it's, it's not something. Well, it's, it's been outdated because it's no longer with the selfie stick, is it? It's no. So. But he, but he has to be moved back to NXT because he was doing a Q&A on Twitter. Um, in all honesty, Tyler Breeze is the best of Tyler Breeze is happening in NXT, so uh, I completely understand that. But what was said online, I just want to gauge your guys' thoughts on this. What about a guy like Shelton Benjamin going to NXT? I think it's no point. I think it's a tough one. I think it's. I think they need to be careful. I, I, they don't, I, I don't, they don't want to. Do, you don't want it to be like the old DCW, where they just throw people who I'd like to see Fandango move back to NXT, but as Johnny Curtis. Just get rid of the whole dancing nonsense. It's a tough one, I say it. No, because if he moves back to NXT, it's going to be the, the fashion place, isn't it? No, you, don't have, you, don't, you don't have to put them together at all. He just goes back as Johnny Curtis, because he is the winner of the second NXT, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I'd, with Fandango, I mean, I wouldn't mind him. I don't really care uh, about if he stays or goes. I mean, that's no disrespect. I think I think, I just think Tyler Breeze is a much better wrestler. Yeah. Um, I think the Fandango. I think to be honest, with, when I say about moving, this is again what I mean about moving people back carefully. Because if you start moving everyone back, then before you know you haven't even got people running around for the twenty four seven belt. Because you still you still do need you still do need the jobbers and what have you on a main roster to make it a success. Don't you? Yeah. Definitely. You still do need that level and. If they've got comedy value, then they can stick. Because Van Lager's definitely got comedy value, so he can definitely add a lot to the 24-7 belt and some backstage circuits and just genuinely doing his bit on the main roster. Did, did you see that um, R-Truth became a three-time champion of the 24-7 belt since our last... I've not watched Raw yet, so no. That was a, that was a 
at WWE.com exclusive. So next up, um, Shayna Baszler def- um, retained her title against Irish Shirai by submission. Um, were you happy with her retaining and continuing her dominance, or, you thought, or do you think there should have been a title change at this moment? I thought there should have been a title change, to be honest. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, Shayna Baszler is, is an amazing wrestler. Um, brilliant, brilliant character, uh, amazing wrestler. Uh, had a fan, you know, having a fantastic reign as the NXT Women's Champion, but we're kind of running out of opponents for her. So I think she's holding um, down the division by being so dominant. Say that again, sorry, Chris. I think she's holding down the rest of the women on the roster by being so dominant. Um, I don't know because I guess the only other two people that have been built up to an extent, and it's probably. Um, it's probably Mia Yim and Candice LeRae. Um, I think Mia Yim's probably the next in line, but because of Candice LeRae's um, association with Io Shirai, then she might have the next uh, title ch- chance. Sorry. So, um, yeah, once again, like I said about the Twitter poll and stuff, this match was really good. And, and I, I didn't think I could cut it out as in obviously the three options and then over. So, um, but the, the closing stretch of the match as well, when she uh, she reversed out of the, um, what's, what's the finishing move called? Um, the clutch. We'll, we'll, go with the, we'll go with the Kinkina, Kinkina clutch because obviously it's the same as Joe, isn't it? Yeah. And she, she, she caught her in the pinfall. But then the, the, the only thing that she did wrong was, you know, show her back to Shayna Baszler and and that was the end of the match. But uh, fans were thoroughly behind her and would have gladly took on the total change. I've never, I've um, never, yeah. it's, it's a bit harsh on her when she was getting battered with the kendo stick at the end and the crowd shouts and you deserve it to Shayna. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What you guys have said about the title change, I agree. Before the match, I said I've got quite fancy a change now. Um, I thought it was a good match as well, really good match. Uh, but after the match, I, re- I actually really enjoyed that. I know, I, and I know it's a bit harsh. Yes, you deserve it. I loved that. I thought it was brilliant by the crowd. Um, given they're singing at a, a genuine heel, it's not like they're singing at a, a fan favorite where yeah. it's where it is a bit harsh and it is a bit. Well, I've been saying that Roman Reigns well, you know, Cena or someone where yeah, yeah, it was funny when it was Cena back in the day, but when obviously the booing of Reign, well, that's another story. But when when you are booing a face or you're trying to be different, it can be a bit irritating. Yeah. Um, but to do it at a um, do it to do it at an actual heel wrestler after winning the match in a heel way, I think was no harm in that. And I think that actually having the crowd helped as well in that regard to make it a bit more of that frustration of the crowd sharing uh, Eero Shirai's frustration and um, I think that sets up another match between the two maybe uh, maybe a gimmick match as well um, between the two because they've clearly got great chemistry in the ring as well I really enjoyed the um, fatal four-way match at, um, at the last takeover takeover New York or you know it's in Brooklyn um, I really enjoyed that um, and I think even if you do if you do a rematch I think you could you could have your title change then. Yeah, it'd be good if they did something like maybe maybe a cage match or something so so it keeps the horse four horse women out. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. And, and when you look at it as well, the person, uh, sorry, the, the woman who beats Shayna Baszler is going to look amazing, isn't she? Because of how dominant this title reign's been. Hmm. I still like Bianca to win the belt, so I think she's class. Yeah, I think, um, Lorraine, I think they need to build her up a bit because she's only been beating like the lower card women. 
So I can't remember if it beat one of the high, the upper. Like, she hasn't beaten like a Bianca Belair or Mia yeah. Yim. Well, she's, she's only really been introduced as Johnny Gargano's wife, hasn't she, really, mm-hmm. with all due respect. She has had a few matches here and there. I, I think the person that should have, you know, unseat uh, the Bays was Mia Yim, in all honesty, because Bianca Belair's had a couple of opportunities herself. Um, yeah, I think Mia Yim's come into the company and she's she's been fantastic, in all honesty, in the... Against the aforementioned Bianca Belair, they've had a couple of cracking matches. Yeah, their match last week was brilliant. So. Yeah, exactly. So and they had they had, uh, an, they had another one on. Maybe the have another match in the winner against Shane Baszler at uh, NXT Toronto. They got a match or... tomorrow as well. So they're, they're on. Oh, okay, so they, they they have got a third match. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the winner of that goes and fights Baszler for right, so... the next takeover. Yeah. Uh, and I, probably in some kind of to to keep out her friends, or maybe she'll have Candice LeRae and Io Shirai in her corner against uh, Baszler and uh, Sharif and um, I always forget the other one. Duke. Uh, sorry, Duke. Yeah, and so it's uh, you know it's a fair fight kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So shall we move on to the main event? So Adam Cole wins the NXT Championship from Johnny Gargano. Adam Cole, baby! So it's, um, basically the story going in was Johnny Gargano can't defend the title and it's been proved again. So. Yeah, well, really great good story I'm telling that regard that he can't defend it. Um, I, I didn't even realise that, to be honest. I think, yeah, because he lost the NXT, he lost the North America one, didn't he? Yep, and the and the tag team. Yeah, tag team. So no, it's a good gimmick to go. It's not gimmick place to go. Story don't want to go down. That's not a gimmick because you don't want to. Yeah. Um, I think in the video package before the match, didn't it show the story of complacency? Like Gargano's top of the mountain, he's the champion, and then he's gone back to Cleveland to kind of show off to all the people who's kind of grown up with, and uh, he's like training place and going to the Cleveland Browns and stuff while Adam Cole's going around the country wrestling every night and he's kind of ready for the match and it seems that Johnny Gargano although he's Johnny Takeover when the you know the red lights on was uh, complacent thinking you know I'm the champion he's the challenger um, that's what I kind of got from that story and then I kind of I said to you guys on the chat you know did you see Elements of Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, uh, minus the hatred between <laughs> Adam Cole and uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah, we could also have said that after their brilliant match, well, their match the night that should uh, take over New York. Um, Which match do you think was, was better? Well, uh, I'll take over New York. I thought was better. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I think this match, this match, this was, match uh, was great. But I just so sold on the ladder match, which again is a fantastic argument to have um, because usually it's talk about crap. But um, it's I think I think um, I personally went for New York just for the the, the moment. I thought I just thought the crowd was a little bit more into the match in New York as well, which helped the fact that it was maybe three out. Of, Two out of three balls helped, maybe. Uh, the fact there was so, there was so many near falls at that one at the um, thing. I just thought, for whatever reason, I just thought the New York one was better. But this match was see, see, when you say about New York, though, Nick, um, I'm not a huge fan of somebody winning a two out of three falls match too straight. If if somebody wins the first fall and then the, the opponent wins the second fall and then. Uh, somebody wins the, the third fall from there I kind of enjoy that more because there's more suspense whereas it was like okay well Gargano's got to win two straight here um, so yeah uh, my preference was uh, the takeover 25 match because but, of that they're fantastic matches and I guess it's great that we have any argument that, um, that how, so, how, good, how good they both are and mm. And as well, I think with Gargano as well, he really, really has got to the. Um, I think he, I think he's just one of the best wrestlers, not just an XT, but I think he's one of the best wrestlers in the whole of WWE, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I think he's, the, I think he's that good. 
and for the love of God, they've got to book him correctly when he comes up. <laughs> This is someone who could easily, I think, in a couple of years' time, two, three years' time, almost say to WWE, I want this, 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 and this. Otherwise, bye bye. And that's a great thing that these wrestlers can start to almost have that. They can push WWE back a little bit. The strange thing about WWE, they seem to have employed like, the best wrestlers in the world, but then when they've been to the main roster, they want them to be actors. And then they're not. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. They, they give them scripts to learn and stuff. You're like, well, no, you brought me in for my wrestling ability, not my acting ability. Sorry, when we look at it and we say that, um, you know, this is the second coming of Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, who's who? No, because Cole, obviously, obviously. Gargano's a big Cole's fan of Shawn Michaels. So does, does that make Adam Cole Bret Hart? No, Cole. Cole Cole's the cocky. Yeah, Cole's Michaels. Cole's Michael. Cole's Michael. Gargano's Brett. Yeah. Would Would you like to doing a comparison with um, Michaels and Hart? Would you like to see the rubber match as a sixteen minute Iron Man match? Because they they're kind of they they want they're too all at the moment. So you kind of think about it. I reckon I do a half half hour Iron Man. Well, this match was over half an hour. So. Well, <laughs> so, it, wasn't, it wasn't the, the other wasn't match was a three falls match, like forty minutes. Yeah, so if they go to, so then you've done half hour, forty minutes for the next step. Yeah. You could do an hour. Um, I can't get my words out. Uh, yeah, you could do an Iron Man match. Iron Man. Still can't get my words out. You could, you could do a one hour Iron Man match. There we go. Um, you could do that at the next takeover. I don't think anyone would would mind that at all. Uh, and to be fair, I don't, I'm struggling to see who's. I know you mentioned Matt Riddle earlier could potentially be on in the main, in, having a match against Adam Cole. Mm. Uh, I think you could easily do that. I think you could easily do Cole, Cole Gargano. Uh, Cole Gargano free 60 minute Iron Man match. Yeah, I think that that might like, make it happen. Competition <laughs> and long shot potentially if Cole does win, could Gargano move up to the main roster on his own after that? Yeah, maybe after if if Gargano loses, you could possibly move Riddle in against Cole. Loser moves to the main roster. It's a stipulation. Sorry, I said a a stipulation in the match would be loser moves to the main roster. Well, they had no, to that would be fantastic least 18 months before you can do anything about it. Well, haven't they said on the uh, pre-show that he's the head of... He, he can do non-physical activity? I would have Gargano um, debut on SummerSlam, I have on the day night after SummerSlam, or Tuesday after SummerSlam, have an effective debut. I'm not talking about interrupting Dolph Ziggler or someone like that. Uh, oh, oh, um, like with Samoa Joe as an back. open challenge? US open like challenge? Back. Day one until he came back from injury. Uh, that was 
brilliant booking straight away, just throwing straight into a, a face to four way match. And I think you can use that as example booking. That was brilliant. Mm. Yeah, fair point. And then he went and beat Roman Reigns in the in the main event. And even simple bit of a push Reigns after the match, Reigns was just shaking his head, saying, he's, "We've got a talent here." Or you can just do a very simple bit of booking like that. That, that helps in my opinion. So, I, I, and then what you think, simply booking off that, Royal Rumble, Tomasso, if he's back then, Tomasso makes his turn and Chuck's got to go out of the Rumble. You probably, you probably, I, I think I think you'd be probably looking at Royal Rumble 2021 before Champ is back. Jesus. I know he might be oh, ahead wow. of schedule. So, have they just said um, that? Because they, they said he non-physical activity, so it makes you think he's he's on his way back a lot sooner than that. Well, I haven't read the report. I'll have to have a look. Last time I read it, they reckoned 18 months, two years at least, if he's coming back at all. So. Right. That's not good. Um, do you want to do quick predictions for the next takeover? Or... Yeah, yeah. Right, so who 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 would you have against Dream? There was in Dream versus Roderick Strong. I've gone the same, um, Oliver. Yeah, based on his performance. Um, yeah, Roderick Strong. Street Profits. I've got I've gone for undisputed era. Forgotten Sons. Undisputed era slash Forgotten Sons. Mm, cool. Baszler. I've gone for yeah, Candice LeRae. So. I owe Sean Ryan a still cage match. <laughs> That's great. Uh, me, Yim, uh, Eva, everyone's barred from ringside, or she's got Candice LeRae and Eo Shirai in a corner. And Adam Cole versus Gargano in the 60 Gargano, minute. Gargano, uh, yeah. what 60 minute Iron Man match? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Iron Man match. And what's your what? That's only four. What would be your fifth match? Oh, Nick, you go first. Yeah, I've got to chuck Matt Riddle in there somewhere. Uh, yep. Matt Riddle versus... Matt Riddle against Tyler Breeze, maybe? We're sort of re everyone, aren't we? Yeah. I've, I've, no, I've, but you can't I, really I, I, I would turn Tyler Breeze because I, I, I'm going to go with he wants the rematch against Valverteen. Regal says that you know there's no rematches like in WWE, and then Breeze just goes on a rampage against one of the most popular superstars, and that's why it's Breeze versus Riddle. Yeah, okay, Breeze versus Riddle. Yeah, I've, got, I've gone for a six-pack challenge for the number one contendership. <laughs> so, because I could, I could, I want to put everyone on. So I've got Riddle, Kushida, Keith Lee, Breeze, Dominic Dijak, and um, Jackson. Oh, I've got Keith Lee. I've got all about Keith Lee. Actually, yeah, we'll do Riddle versus Keith Lee. Just Riddle versus Keith Lee. Oh, Jackovich is injured, Chris. Is he? Oh, yeah. Might be back. He, for he is a wrestler at takeover. How long's Keith Lee been WWE? Wrestler at takeover, is he? Don't think. No, he hasn't yet. No. Has he been injured like that, or has he just not been used much? He's on the, he's on the well, weekly show quite often. They were looking to build up to Keith Lee versus Jai Jakovic too after their fantastic match that uh, ended in no contest, uh, double counter, I think. And Jai Jakovic has got injured because he was um, talking about it on like Instagram and stuff. So okay. um, it's a it's a five yeah. pack challenge minus Dijakovic. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but we're looking at it, and it's like, well, Kashida's coming in as this Japanese superstar, much like a day with Army, and he, we're, we're looking at it now. He's he's not been used on two takeovers. If he's not used on the upcoming one, after being, you know, announced as this big star, so he probably has to be on there somewhere, but we can't make room for him unless. He's in Chris's sick, uh, crazy five-pack challenge. He could put, put Drew Gulak instead of Dominic Tyler over Yeah. <laughs> right, shall we finish yeah, there? So. <laughs> we don't keep playing my match. <laughs> Alright, so we have a partnership with powerslam.tv where you can get a month's free access to over 110 promotions using the pr- promo code Broken Free. Red Tide. Red Tide. Red Tide. <laughs> yeah. 
that's part of it. Uh, and, North uh, Wrestling's a part of it as well. So, so. For myself, I've, uh, I've checked out the Monshaw Theory, uh, which goes behind the scenes of the, uh, the screw job in Montreal. Um, gets famous wrestlers and wrestling personalities' opinion on the before, during, and aftermath of the, the Montreal screw job. And a really cool interview with um, the friend of the show, Phoenix Jody Fleisch, as he's interviewed by Rob Naylor on uh, Hitting the High Spots. So I can thoroughly recommend uh, Power Slam TV. Yeah, we've got um, plenty of interviews coming up in the next couple of weeks. Tomorrow I'll be interviewing Michael Elgin, so I'm really excited for that. And then next week's um, MLW, Myron Reed. So that's it. I'm really excited about that as well. So he seems like a really nice guy. I've been speaking to him on Twitter the last couple of days, and he seems really excited about coming on. So it's going to be really fun. So if you enjoy our show, follow us on Twitter. It's at BBGWPod. Um, same on Facebook and Instagram. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, sorry. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't spell that out with the first letter of each word. Um, and be- before we go, uh, just like to say that my books, um, a fan's perspective, one man's exploration of British wrestling, uh, fan's perspective, 2016, what a year to be a fan of WWE, and a fan's perspective, jeez, uh, how my lifelong dream became a nightmare. All available on paperback and Kindle via Amazon. And I'm my big cartel at fansperspective.bigcartel.com. Links will be in the description. Cheers. <laughs> I forgot to say it last time, so. <laughs>